Whether we recognize it or not, the world needs a Savior. Someone who can pay the price for the massive debt of sin that we owe. Join us today as Pastor Rander takes a look back at how God did for Israel what He desires to do for each of us today in this message, The Redeemer and Savior of Israel. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. The scripture says in Isaiah chapter 11 verse 12, He will set up a banner for the nations and will assemble the outcast of Israel and gather together the disperse of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Amos 9.15 also says, I will plant them, Israel, in their land. And look, and no longer shall they be pulled up from the land. I have given them, says the Lord God. In verses 8 through 10, we have Israel to be a witness to the world. Verses 8 through 10, Israel to be a witness to the world. The scripture says, Bring out the people who are blind, yet have eyes, who are deaf, yet have ears. All the nations gather together and the peoples assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us the former things? Let them bring their witnesses to prove them right and let them hear and say it is true. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. Unfortunately, in Israel's history, Israel did not live up to God's call for her to be a witness. Israel was not in position to give ministry because she was spiritually blind, deaf, in darkness, as well as in bondage. God will bring about the true call of Israel to be his witness upon the face of the earth during the tribulation. During the tribulation, after the rapture of the church, God will seal 144,000 Hebrews out of every tribe of the nation of Israel to be witnesses resulting in many Gentiles coming out of darkness into the marvelous light of Jesus Christ. Even many Jews will be saved during that time. Revelation chapter 7 verses 3 through 4 says, Do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. And I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 of all tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. People will be getting saved during the tribulation period, the time of Jacob's trouble. Now, many people think we're in the midst of the tribulation now. No, you see some glimpses and some signs. But let me tell you something. That terrible day of the Lord is yet to come. And let me tell you something, my friend. And even during those times, people will still have an opportunity to experience the grace of God because God will seal and commission 144,000 Jewish evangelists. The Jews will be saved and then they will become evangelists, winning Gentiles and even their own people to the Lord during that time. And then you have two witnesses that will surface during that time. And they, too, will be dispensing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then there will be an angel in the clouds declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ. You even see grace in the midst of the terrible time of Jacob trouble. Even though Israel is blind and deaf today, 
In the future, she will have her spiritual eyesight and hearing restored. During the tribulation, she will be a witness telling the world about the good news of Jesus Christ, Yeshua. Furthermore, believers in Messiah, the word Messiah means the anointed one. Believers in Messiah today also have the responsibility of being God's witness to those who are lost without Christ. Without Christ. That's, that's a, now people are giving folk everything. They're giving them all kind of jewelry and trinkets and shoes and clothing and all kinds of stuff. But the, the greatest person you can give is the Lord Jesus Christ. It's to give people Jesus. People need the Lord. People need the Lord and they need him now. Acts 1 8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. My friend, we must keep in mind that spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ must be our primary focus, not politics, not political correctness, not entertainment, not music, not prosperity gospel, not the tradition of men or pursuing relationship with people without a relationship with Christ. You know, there are people who are closer to people than they are God. They they love people. They hang around people. They Facebook people. They on social network and all social media and all these things. People, 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 people. But they don't get to know and have intimacy with the true and living God. We must make much of Christ for he is our only hope. Republicans are not our hope. Democrats and Tea Parties are not our hope. No, 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 no. Politicians are not our hope. They lie, move on, and go back on everything they said. They're not our hope. Jesus is our hope. Verse 9 says, let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring out their witnesses that they may be justified. Or let them hear and say, it is truth. Now, in these verses, Isaiah mocks the useless gods of the nations because of their inability to accurately predict the future. Like you got many uh, false psychics today. God through Isaiah calls on the nations to produce witnesses who can give evidence that their gods have made a prediction in the past that have actually come true. The silence of their worthless idols prove that they are powerless, useless and have no credibility. However, our God through the prophet Jeremiah also accurately prophesied that Cyrus would deliver Israel from Babylon. Jeremiah prophesied and it came to pass as prophesied. In the book of Ezra, chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 3, it says, Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. And it was. It came to pass. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing, saying, Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth, the Lord God of heaven has given me, and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is among you of all his people? May his God be with him. 
and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God for Israel. He is God, which is in Jerusalem. You see the prophecy of Jeremiah coming to pass because he, along with Isaiah, are true prophets of Almighty God. Look at verse 10 in the text. Verse 10. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servants whom I have chosen that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. Israel witnessing the accuracy of God's prophecy helped them to know and believe that her God is the only true and living God. Jehovah is supreme and transcends all other gods. God chose Israel to be a witness exclusively for himself to give him praise. God raised up Israel to to bring him honor and glory. God existed before any other Little gods were ever made by human hands and will continue to exist long after the idols of this world would have perished. God has no equal. Did you hear what I just said? God has no equal. He alone is God all by himself. Let's look at verses 11 through 15. Israel's promised deliverance from Babylon. Israel promised deliverance from Babylon, verses 11 through 15. It says, verse 11 says, I, even I, the Lord, and besides me, there is no savior. Verse 12, I have declared and saved. I have proclaimed and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Verse 13, indeed, before the day was, I am he and there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work and who will reverse it? Thus says the Lord, your redeemer, the holy one of Israel, for your sake, I will send to Babylon and bring them all down as Fugitives. The Chaldeans will rejoice in their ships. I am the Lord, your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king. In verse 11, Savior is another title for God that Isaiah frequently uses. The Lord declares himself to be the Lord, your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king. And I declare today, we can transfer that today and say today he is our Lord. He is our Holy One. He is our creator and he is our king. Amen. And besides him, there is no other. He alone is the only true God and living savior. In verse 12, just as God declared in advance that he would deliver Israel from Egyptian captivity in Exodus chapter 3, 17 and verses 19 through 20. God delivering Israel from Babylon will again prove that he alone is God and that he has an unfailing love for Israel. God never intended for foreign gods to be associated with Jehovah God in any way. No other gods had the ability nor the power to deliver Israel from Babylon. No other gods could do that. The authority and power belong exclusively to Jehovah God. God would not deliver captive Israel until she put away her foreign gods and placed her trust 
in the Lord God Jehovah alone. And perhaps some of you here today, you are facing difficulties because you have things that have gotten in your way that's impeding your power and potential in Christ. For some of you, it is anger. Anger has gotten the best of you. We live in such an angry society because by nature, people are so selfish, so spoiled. They're so narcissistic. They want what they want and they want it now. It's my, it's my way, my rights, my entitlements. And when they can't get what they want, how they want, when they want, get out of their way, their wrath is on. They're angry fathers, angry mothers, angry children. Road rage everywhere. Well, you better not honk your horn. You better wait. A people are full of pride. Pride can get in the way of your relationship with God and your ministry and that which God desires to do with you. Your anger affects how you treat your wife and your husband and your children. Some of you can't rise to the next level in your walk with God because of unfaithfulness. You're unfaithful to God. God tells you what to do according to his word, but you rather have it your way. Uh, you're unfaithful to your family. You, 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 you don't love your family. You're not there for your family. You're not sacrificing for your wife and your children and your grandchildren. For others, you can't rise to that next level in Christ because of spiritual dryness. You know the Lord, you're saved, but you're dry. Uh, you need to say like the psalmist, uh, restore uh, to me the joy of my salvation. When the last time you've been delightfully glad about your relationship with the Lord and you love him so much that you just rejoice in him, you sing to him, you praise him and you glorify him. You can't do that if you're spiritually dry. When you're spiritually dry, you say, well, it doesn't take all that. When you're spiritually dry, oh, he's preaching a little too long. When you're spiritually dry, you, you'll leave out uh, here uh, before the crowd so that you can get ahead of the crowd at the restaurant. you spiritually dry. When people are hot for God, they linger around the house of God. They linger around the people of God. They love worshiping God. They are awed about what God is doing in their life and the life of the church. Many of you can't go to the next level because of negativity. Everything is negative. Everything. Why we couldn't have this? Why would here we go again? Why is he asking that? I mean, why, 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 why? Hush, hush, hush. And you need to ask God to give you being positive and uh, to have a positive mindset to the glory of God. Some of you can't rise to the next level because of addiction, addiction to talking too much. Addiction to having it your way, addiction to selfishness, addiction to pride, addiction to bad thinking, addiction to drugs and alcohol and addiction to 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 all to pride and all these things. Technology and pornography all keeps you from rising to your God given potential. Some of you allow your family, your friends and your co-workers to hinder your relationship with the Lord which will cause you not to be fruitful or productive in the kingdom of God. Be mindful like Israel. God will not deliver or empower you to do the work of the ministry until you put away those things. God empowers those who live holy. You hear what I just said? God empowers those who live what? Now, don't expect God to deliver you while you living like the devil. And harboring secret sins. And doing all kind of devilish shenanigans, 
God empowers those who live holy and have an undivided allegiance to him alone. Leviticus chapter 11 verse 45 says, For I am the Lord who brings you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall therefore be holy. Say holy. God calls us to be holy. Say holy. Why are we holy? Because God says, I am holy. That's why you're to be holy. I'm holy. You're to look like me. If you're going to look like me, you've got to be holy too. I can't be holding you looking like the devil. You're not representing me. You're misrepresenting me. And I'm going to take you to the divine woodshed until you start looking more like me. Isaiah 45, 21b also says, have not I the Lord and there is no other God besides me, a just God. God is just and a savior. There is none beside me. God is going to deliver Israel because he loves us. And because he loves her, the same God who delivered Israel knows exactly where you are as well and what you're going through. Like Israel, God loves you with an unfailing love and will also deliver you if you will repent and turn from your sins to the true and living God. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know I love that. And we know say and we know and we know. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Says Christ alone is God and savior. No one else can deliver like God. No one else can rescue like God. No one else can thwart like God. No one else can reverse God's plan for Israel. Israel's existence today is evidence that God's plan for her will not fail. I want you to catch that. I'm going to say it again. Israel's existence today is is evidence that God's plan for her will not fail. Her very existence as a nation is living proof of God's power. Many nations such as the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Amalekites, the Ammonites, the Jebusites, the Edomites, the Canaanites are no longer in existence. You hear anybody talking about the Amalekites? When last time you heard somebody talking about the Ammonites or the Jebusites? When last time you heard about the Jebusites being in the news uh, or the Parasites being in the news on CNN or somewhere? You don't hear none of that. Why? They have all come and what? Gone. But the nation of Israel still exists today, which proves that she is God's chosen covenant people. Beloved, absolutely no one can destroy the Jewish people. Did you hear what I said? Absolutely what? Absolutely what? Absolutely what? Can destroy the Jewish people. Now, people have tried, but they've been quite unsuccessful. In spite of all of Israel's persecution, she is still vibrant and existing today as a nation and God's chosen people. For example, the king of Egypt could not destroy her. The waters of the Red Sea could not drown her. The gallows of Haman could not hang her. The great fish could not digest her. The fiery furnace could not consume her. The lion could not devour her. A false prophet could not successfully curse her and evil dictators could not annihilate her. Why? Because of Jeremiah chapter 46 verse 28. It gives us the answer. 
It says, do not fear, O Jacob, my servant, says the Lord. I am with you. I will make a complete end of all nations. Look, look what God says. I will make a complete end of all the nations, all the nations to which I have driven you. But look, underline this. I will not make a complete end of you. Wow. I will rightly correct you. Now she's going to stray and serve idols. And I've had to put in, he's, he's had to put in captivity. He says, I will rightly correct you. For I will not leave you wholly unpunished because you have been naughty. Even in Israel's rebellion, God chastens her for the purpose of restoration, but has not cast Israel away. You say, how do you know that? I'm so glad you asked. Because in Romans chapter 11, verses 1 and 2a, it says, I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. Paul says, I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. That's the way they said over there. We say Benjamin. Uh, verse two, God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. There it is, y'all. It's there. Verse 13 says, indeed, before the days was, I am he. Speaks of God's pre-existence before creation. All other gods have a beginning and an end, which means you cannot trust in useless temporal idols of this world. But you can take refuge in the everlasting God. The Lord can be trusted because the Lord God Almighty has no beginning and has no end. Lord God Almighty, he existed in eternity past. He exists in the present and will always exist in eternity future, which means you can always trust and depend on him. How do you know that? Whew. Because Psalms in chapter 90 verse 2 says, before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Wow. Let's look at verses 14 and 15. Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I will send to Babylon and bring them all down as fugitives. The Chaldeans who rejoice in their ships. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. The Lord speaks with authority and leaves no doubt as to who is speaking. He identifies himself as Lord. He identifies himself here as Redeemer. He identifies himself here as the Holy One of Israel. The Babylonians will use the Persian Gulf as well as the Tigris and the Euphrates River in a futile attempt to escape the Persians. Israel's creator and king was the one who had redeemed Israel from the bondage of Egypt. He will also overthrow the Chaldean, which is the Babylonian Empire, rescue Israel, set her free and bring the Jewish people back to the land of Israel. Beloved, the same God that delivered Israel from Babylonian captivity is able to deliver you and me in due time if we would trust him alone for healing, if we would trust him alone for provision, if we would trust Jesus in time of need. He will lift your spirit and give you a spirit of gladness. For those of you who have heavy hearts, 
He will turn your heavy hearts into gladness. For those of you who are hurt, he will heal your hurt. He will heal your pain. There are some of you here today, you're in depression. He'll heal your depression. Many have been betrayed, but he will heal your betrayal. He'll heal your deliverance from addictions and give you peace. And he will not leave you nor forsake you, even in these turbulent, challenging times in which we live. I love that great passage in Romans chapter 15, verse 4. It says, whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. You keep reading the scriptures, it gives you hope. John 14, 27 also says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled and neither let it be afraid. In closing, remember what the scripture says in Isaiah 43, 2 through 3a. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. People of God, the Lord will keep his promise. He will not leave or forsake you. Therefore, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his strength. The God you serve is infinitely greater than the obstacles you face in life. And the strength God provides is greater than any satanic attack that come against you. Take comfort in Psalms 27, 1, 2, and 3, which says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army, sometimes a whole lot of folk coming after you. Though an army may encamp around me, my heart will not fear. Though war rise against me, in this I will be confident. Beloved, keep your eyes on Jesus and be assured. That whatever you going through, wherever you are in life, and some of you, even as I speak, you are in a hard place. You keep your eyes on the Lord and be assured that with God, nothing is impossible. That with God, nothing is impossible. That with God, nothing is impossible. You just hold on to his unchanging hand. Keep your eyes on him and watch him work. And all God's children say it. Amen. Join us on Resurrection Sunday, April 4th at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse for our 8 o'clock a.m. service, children's program at 9.30 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. service as we celebrate our risen Savior. For more information, visit us at maranathasa.org.